0: I'm here to discuss the so-called flying saucer. The film and the creature are authentic. The first pictures ever taken of a Sasquatch.
1: But they got nearly up to this UFO, but it was
0: close enough to see some creatures or things that they didn't look like human beings down there.
1: He first asked me what I was called, and uh, he asked me, he said, but why are you frightened? He said, don't be frightened, we wish you no harm.
0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Strange Dispatch. I am your host, Andrew Jewell, and I want to wish you all very happy holidays. I hope that wherever you are and whatever you're doing, you're surrounded by people you love, and you're drinking and feasting and making merriment to your heart's content. I'm coming from uh, coming at you from New York City, at home with my partner, where we are having a very, very, very chill holiday. Uh, it's you know, it, it, it's it is what it is. It's our second COVID holiday season, but it's all good. We're making the most of it and I have no complaints. This is The Strange Dispatch, a podcast where we take a look at strange and unusual things around us. This project is an offshoot of a magazine called Strange Days. If you're unfamiliar with Strange Days, it's a little zine that I self-publish and write and edit that covers all things weird, anything paranormal, Cryptid, ufology, occult, folklore, mythology—we really love it all. It, it, we 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 are just happy to share as many strange stories with you as we can. So. Thanks again for tuning in. This is uh, actually an episode of The Strange Dispatch that was recorded last month in November with a very, very special guest. I'm very happy to bring it to you now. I hope it brings a nice little break from all of your holidays celebrating and uh, yeah, as always, thanks so much for tuning in. Check us out at strangedayzine.com for more information about the podcast and the magazine and if you have a strange story to tell we would love to hear from you. Send it our way. We, we would love to have you on the podcast or write about your uh, encounter in the magazine. That's what we're here for, to share stories of the strange and unusual that that folks want to share with others. So thanks again for listening. I hope you enjoy this episode. Hey, everybody. Welcome to The Strange Dispatch. If you're checking us out for the first time, thanks for listening. And if you have listened to our back catalog. Thanks for that too. We appreciate it. Uh, Super stoked about the episode that I have today. A very good friend of mine. Uh, We've been talking about having this discussion for a while and we just haven't been able to get to it. But now we're here. We're talking about like a local legend to Michigan where we're both from. Some folklore that goes back quite a while. And uh, we have... spent a lot of time in the wilderness together and during that we had an experience that maybe relates to this or maybe i just want it to relate to this i guess people will decide once they hear it but i feel like maybe there's something there but uh anyway here with my friend vince vince what's up man finally we're going to talk about the michigan dog man and i'm very stoked we've been wanting to do this for a while so thank you so much for for doing it now
1: yeah, thank you. Uh, I'm excited to finally do it as well.
0: If you haven't read Back Issues of Strange Days, Vince wrote an article about the Dogman in Volume 4, which was uh, last year's Halloween issue, 2020 Halloween issue. Uh, it, it, and Vince did a very, very nice job of like giving like a brief history of the Michigan Dogman. And the Michigan Dogman, if you don't know what it is, is pretty much exactly what it sounds like. It's a dog man beast
1: yes it's
0: a it's <laughs> i mean right it's a, it's a dog it's part man sometimes it's part dog part man sometimes it's part man part dog it's weird
1: it's it's usually standing on two legs and looking like a dog in the head area
0: right uh but as i learned when we were like delving into this topic together Apparently, there are a lot of variants of the dogmen. I found something online that said there are seven, but I don't know that the first three really, really count as dogmen. It's a little confusing.
1: No, two of those do not look like dogs. No,
0: they look like apes. Yes. Um, One of them just looks like a chimpanzee, actually. To the
1: point where, yes, those might actually be images of...
0: Sure. So that, that one, there's one, they call it a type three variant one. It looks like a chimpanzee. Then there's a type three variant three. It looks like a baboon. And then between the two of those, there's a type three variant two, which looks like a like an 80s movie, uh, like uh, not animatronic, but like practical effect wolf, like American werewolf kind yes. of wolf, but less like a werewolf and more like a full-on wolf. That's what one of them looks like. And then... You get into the canine variants and they start with canine variant one and it looks like a wolf. It looks like a dire wolf or like a timber wolf or something. There's canine variant two, which basically looks like an evil hyena walking on two legs. Canine variant three looks like a pectoral fucking werewolf. Like what I imagine the werewolf hunk in Twilight looks like. I haven't actually ever seen much of that movie uh i saw a couple minutes once on tv and it was not for me but
1: regardless that one that they're showing there is jacked
0: yes uh and then the final one is canine variant four and i really don't i mean you described it well you said it it kind of looks like a fucking not even a wolf or a dog at all
1: No, no yeah it looks like a looks like a big cat
0: looks like a big cat it looks like a saber tooth mixed with i don't know yeah it looks like a big cat so those are the variants, and I, the stories that we that I read about mostly, no one was really specific about the variants. So that makes me wonder, like, who's the authority on dog man variants?
1: And all of the ones that I've read, and all of the ones that you and I have talked about, and sent back and forth to each other, all describe a, a dog man. Yes. They, they they describe a dog looking creature, right?
0: Not a werewolf.
1: Not, not a werewolf. Not. A, not Something that is ape-like, but with an elongated dog-like, not like they they describe. Right. It was a dog that was walking on two legs, scratching at my windows. Yes,
0: exactly. Um. All right, but before we get to those stories, let's just like lay a little groundwork for the dog man and the Michigan dog man specifically. So the first like. They say it's the first rec- reported, but I don't think that that's accurate. I think what they meant to say was the first documented dogman sighting in Michigan was in 1887 in northwestern lower Michigan uh, in Wexford County. And this is where the majority of sightings of dogman happened in Michigan. Um, the, the story goes that two lumberjacks saw a creature whom they described as having a man's body and a dog's head. So maybe this is an exception to... to them all being more dog than man, but definitely a dog's head. Um, and then other reports from logging camps were came out of um, the late 1800s. And at the time, Michigan was the leading producer of white pine lumber. So there were a lot of logging camps in Michigan and people were saying they were having interactions with these things or at least seeing them. And as Vince wrote in his Strange Days article, the creature is described usually as around seven feet tall, blue or amber-eyed, um, bipedal, canine-like with the torso of a man and a fearsome howl that sounds like a human scream, which the human scream thing is interesting and terrifying and does seem to be a theme in this for sure.
1: It's so scary. Yeah,
0: like I, I, even, like the visual <laughs> of like a thing with a dog's head having a human scream is unsettling. Yeah. Super weird. Most sightings in Michigan reportedly happen in the Northwestern Lower Peninsula, as I said. There was one in like 1938 in Paris, Michigan, where a guy said he was attacked by five wild dogs and that one of the five dogs walked on two legs, which is really interesting because it's the only story that I came across where it's talking about like a pack, but what like one of them was a dog, man? Like that's pretty wild.
1: Yeah, and you you found that one on your own, yeah? Yeah, yeah. yeah okay, because I, I don't know if I remember, I don't remember if I wrote about that one or not, I, I but I remember. do remember reading about that as I was... yeah. Uh, putting together an outline yeah. for the article. Um, yeah,
0: pretty wild. Like, what is that? I don't know. What does that mean? For like, does that? Whole, just, I want to know so much about that situation.
1: Yeah, right. I mean, there's, you know, they. You you can cut this out if I uh, s- <laughs> no. s- s- sound like an asshole, uh, but you know what I mean. Like, dogs are pack animals and they look to a distinct and strong leader so like this one dog man creature is obviously going to be the alpha of this pack or whatever Right. so I don't know were they actual dogs like following this like perceived leader because it is so evolved beyond them but still presents as a canine to them or you know what I mean or
0: yeah that's a good question and like where and then also where did where did that dog man come from? Was it like born into that pack? Was right. it like something else that was feral that just was accepted by it? Super yeah, strange. I don't know
1: how I don't know how dogs that go feral like I understand how cats get born outside and then they just become feral at some point, but I don't know how a domesticated dog actually becomes feral and joins a pack.
0: Right. You, right, right. Yeah. Like I, I
1: don't have any real insight into that. Right.
0: And then let, and then that doesn't even explain the walking on two legs. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> so yeah. Right. It's like yeah. yeah they're, they're, I just yeah. There's a lot. There. We're
1: coming at this from like the logistics of how a dog pack
0: operates. Right. Uh, let alone the supernatural Yeah, setting or aside
1: the like walking on two legs. Yeah. Cool. Uh,
0: but I appreciate that, coming <laughs> at it from that way, for sure. One of the most infamous stories in Michigan happened in Big Rapids, Michigan in 1961, and you wrote about this in your article. And the story goes that uh, in 1961, the, this guy was a night watchman patrolling a manufacturing plant uh, in Big Rapids, Michigan, as I said. And this man reported a run-in with a creature that fits the profile of a dog man. He said it had dog-like features, especially in the head. He said that, the story goes that while he was making his rounds at this plant, the watchman noticed a figure moving in the darkness and he decided, he instinctively like drew his gun because he was armed, he was an armed patrolman and he pursued what he thought was an intruder, but he realized that it wasn't an intruder Or not at the type that he was expecting. It was like some sort of dog creature, dog man creature. And he happened to have a uh, 35 millimeter camera. He was a photographer. And I believe he had enough time to like get to his shack and grab it. Or this happened right by his shack and he grabbed it. He took a picture and there's this photo online you can find. And it was in the zine that's purported to show a canine headed humanoid. uh, And... It was very. It's a very interesting picture. I read somewhere, but I can't say this is for sure accurate. But I read somewhere that someone, like the Kodak Film Company or someone, had had looked at the negative and said the negative didn't appear to be tampered with. So,
1: so I, so I we we discussed that earlier, and I I didn't come across that, but that is uh, incredibly interesting to me as well. Uh, but just from an image standpoint. Of the Dogman images that, or purported Dogman images that exist, it is maybe the one, the only one where you can really make out clearly kind of what this creature would look like. Yeah, totally. Um A lot of them are blurry photos at best. Right, right. You know, blurry photos is going a long way. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, uh, uh,
1: uh, Right, like they're 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 they're, bad. No, I
0: mean it's like they're it's like the quality of the average like UFO photo. It's like cut that in half, and that's the quality of the average Dogman photo. And
1: I don't know why they are so bad with this one particular creature. Yeah, I don't know either, man. Um, But this one, and I don't know if it's because this guy had some. Photography background, or
0: yeah, I mean, he had a he had like a professional camera, or like at least like a high level consumer camera. I read or I watched in a, in a YouTube video, right? Um, yeah, I don't Regardless know. Regardless,
1: though, it's like the image of it's, it's great, yeah. That
0: if you haven't seen the photo, definitely Google it, or if you haven't a copy of Strange Days Volume 4, it's in there. But um, Security guard later went on to say that this thing was like covered in fur too tall to be a man he said had very broad and powerful shoulders and alternated between walking on two legs and all fours um you know as we said he was an avid photographer so his instinct to run and grab his camera would have come naturally like i feel like in my mind there was like like oh really that's like what the dude chose to do when he had it but if he's a photographer like i get that i totally understand that The security guard's son said after the incident that his dad always carried a rifle with him when he was patrolling after that. Like, not even a pistol, a rifle. I read that somewhere, which is crazy. So this is an example of a story from the 60s. Um, Fast forward a little bit, and the the Dogman legend was sort of, like, thrust into pop culture in 1987 when a local radio DJ recorded and released a song about the Dogman titled The Legend. And it was, like, sort of a parody song uh, talking about details of the sightings and the creature um, he, the dude for some reason claimed that he was unfamiliar with dogman folklore before he penned the song I don't know what like what obviously you weren't it's a weird thing to say uh, but once the song aired people claimed started claiming to have encounters with the dogman it like sort of either inspired people to make up these stories or inspired people to like come out with these stories because they felt like they were you know they were a little bit more valid now because the song came out even though the song was like a parody which is really interesting and i obviously want to believe that it just encouraged people to share the stories that they had because i always want to believe that version of everything uh and not that these people were just making something up and or were out of their minds and we'll get to that later because i think i discovered uh just this very day that many of them might just be out of their minds
1: um I, yeah, and I also want to believe that it 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 wasn't people making up stories and that it was people recalling things that they had maybe pushed out of their memory. And I think that that makes even a little more sense with Dog Man because dogs are a creature that we're familiar with. So you right. see a big-ass dog that is... Scratching at a window on the side of a house and leaving scratches on the side of the house, and over two decades, your brain can do a pretty effective job of pushing that, sure, you know, six and a half foot dog creature down into a German shepherd that was pawing at you know, you know, sure. like, yeah, yeah,
0: or it could wor- work in either direction, honestly, yeah, 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 that's a really good point. And I think it's probably a little bit of this and a little bit of that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Little, little of both for sure.
0: Regardless, the Dogman stories keep coming. Um, Now, before we we have a couple more that we want to talk about, but basically from here on out, like after, like you can find a lot of information about the Michigan Dogman online, but a lot of it is redundant. And that's sort of what we covered here. Um, A lot of talk about when that DJ wrote that song and released it and The what became came before that, especially that night patrolman story and the story about the guy who was attacked by wild dogs with a dogman with him. Like you can find this stuff, you know. I I, I don't. I am hesitant to say you can fact check it because you can't actually fact check it. You have to take it at face value, but you can find multiple accounts of this that these these stories have been around. After that, these stories are stories at that point there, I, again, I always want to believe the most fun version. I want to believe the spookiest, like coolest, most rad, scariest version, but you still have to keep in mind that their stories and they, they come in so many different forms. You know, there's, there are many books. There's an author named Linda Godfrey who writes cryptid books. And she has written about the dog man a bunch. And she gets like first hand encounters, but like we're reading someone right. retelling someone's story. Right. It could be a story. And then, you know, after the books comes the internet and believe it or not, I have recently found out that people actually lie on the internet sometimes. So I, yeah, I don't, don't ask me. I don't know who these people are. I don't want to know them.
1: I won't, I won't know them.
0: <laughs> uh, so some of these stories that we have read about the dog man are people just posting on Reddit. Or something as you put what did you say earlier people posting on like sad looking forums or what I don't know how you described it but like people posting on stuff that makes reddit seem pretty legit yeah
1: yes yeah yeah that makes reddit seem like the, the mainstream yeah bastion of, of all knowledge
0: right uh, but some of the stories are fun we'll talk we're gonna talk about a couple one of them that I found that I thought was really interesting what came, it was from 2007, so not that long ago, pretty contemporary story. And this this story came out of Benzie County, Michigan, which I believe is Northwestern part of Michigan, where really close to where uh, all those other sightings were coming out of back in the late 1800s and onward. So this person uh, who had a dogman encounter one night was allegedly like some sort of state politician and they didn't want their identity to come out fully. So this politician allegedly had a brother in law who told this story on their behalf. Again stories. As we said stories we know this it's the internet but like we're just going to tell them anyway. So uh, dude said that one night he was driving home from a friend's house on Cinder Road and I don't know this area so I couldn't tell you what or where Cinder Road is but it was near the town of Benden according to what I found and he was driving when he noticed a pair of glowing eyes near the road, like uh, ahead of him, go like a you know quarter of a mile down the road. And at first he thought it was a deer, looked like it could be a deer. But as he got closer, he realized that it was too large to be a deer as it was standing like six or seven feet tall. And it also didn't run away. And a deer is obviously gonna run away from a car. Uh, so when he got within a few hundred feet, the animal was still there. And he realized that whatever it was, was not standing on all fours, on all four legs, but was upright on two legs, standing over the carcass of a dead deer. So now this thing was fully illuminated by the car's headlights and it just stood there and stared this guy down, this, this dude who was driving. Uh, he was like flabbergasted, had no idea what was going on. He wondered like if he was looking at a stuffed animal that someone like stuck in the road as a practical joke. And then all of a sudden the, the thing that he was looking at bolted into the woods uh you know ran into the woods on the side of the road he was terrified but obviously curious so he stopped and he got out and he found that there was a print in the mud where this thing had been standing so he took some pictures i assume on his cell phone this was 2007 so not great uh cell phone cameras but Uh, He took a picture of the prints and he also, I think there was a shotgun shell laying in the bud nearby and he stuck that in the print and it showed that how big this print was. It was uh, like eight inches across and the shotgun shell like sat within the crater of this huge dog print. So he with that decided not, he wasn't gonna pursue it any further. And he like got back in his car and drove off. some people who heard this story from his brother-in-law- in-law allegedly you know said, well like you know, couldn't it have been a bear, couldn't it have been this or that?" And he was like, the guy was like, no, Adam very adamant that like the man who had this encounter was like a Michigan man, he was like an outdoorsman, a hunter, he would have been able to recognize a bear or something else. So that's I don't know, that's an interesting story. I mean, in a way, I think that like the I, people think that the fact that it was a politician telling this story allegedly gives it more cred, but there's not a whole lot of cred. To Grasp onto with the story, but that aside,
1: I won't believe that people lie on the internet. I won't believe that politicians lie.
0: That aside, if this were to be true, it's a pretty wild story.
1: I mean, yeah, if if even a little bit of that is true, that's like, uh, that's a horrifying, life changing experience.
0: Absolutely, it is. Absolutely, absolutely it is.
1: To, to the point where I, I you know, I sort of don't know how you just. Matter of fact, they tell it.
0: I i mean, you do know. You watch them. We're going to yeah, get to this. Yeah. We're going to get yeah, to this. Yeah, you watched, yeah. today. You had an experience where someone matter of factly told us yeah. a story very similar to this. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, to see the, a creature like this, like on the road ripping at the carcass of a deer, holy fucking shit. Like, how do you. I mean I say
1: that's a life-changing experience, but that's because like, you know, that's because like you and I are people that grew up in Michigan, and I lived in the Pacific Northwest for a while, and you live in the Northeast. And we've always lived in this area where there are not large regular sightings of large cats, or you know what I mean, like seeing. Right. seeing large predator animals ripping apart carcasses, so like I guess the idea of like seeing an animal ripping a carcass apart is not life-changing, but like seeing a large canine ripping a deer apart on the side of the road. While in, standing
0: on two legs.
1: While standing on two legs in Michigan.
0: Yeah, that's wild. That's, is... It's wild. I don't know. I mean, yeah. I don't know what you I, I, You know... I was, I was just gonna say like I don't know how your brain makes sense of that, but weirdly I guess maybe the, maybe your brain would ma- be able to make some sort of sense out of that. Whether it be you know you saw a fucking wolf or a dog that was like had some sort of mutation or something I don't know that that's what you I
1: mean. Sp- you have to say wolf, right? Yeah,
0: it, but still I, I don't, don't know,
1: know. if don't, there are even wolves in that part of Michigan.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't know that there are either. I mean if they are there, few and far between. I I don't think there are. I don't think there are. So that's, uh, you know, a crazy incident. And uh, (laughs) the other one, uh, the only other one I'm going to read from a forum I thought was pretty funny. And actually this one has, you can sort of fact check this one. I'm hesitant to say fact checked, but you can find a trail, an online trail for this one. It was a story that NPR ran in like 2019 about the Michigan Dog Man. And they reported (laughs) that... Uh, in 2006 back in 2006 in Troy, Michigan which is lower Michigan, this is not the same area as we were talking about previously, Previously, uh, a man was driving down the road when suddenly he said a gr- great big dog was standing up in the middle of the road and he swerved to miss the dog and drove his car off the road and flipped the vehicle over and he called OnStar and told them this is what happened
1: I really hope that "Quote a great big dog" is what he. That's
0: the. I mean, that's the quote that I read. But yeah, the he called. He was like,
1: <laughs> "What does OnStar do? Like, what does OnStar do in that situation?" <laughs> I
0: mean, I think they do, they do. They have to send a cop out to breathalyze this man, because like, <laughs> I think that that's probably like what.
1: Uh, yes. Yeah. They've got to
0: send someone. <laughs> uh. Yeah. Absolutely hilarious. But you can find that. It's called the Dogman OnStar Incident. (laughs) Like, if you Google it, it'll come up. Uh, So yeah, I mean, the Dogman is a really interesting cryptid. Uh, Some of, like, it's so, it's actually a particularly interesting cryptid because my brain wants to say, there's a sensible thing here somewhere. There's some sort of sensible explanation. Wolf. Whatever it be, maybe. May but these stories, some of them are so particularly outlandish that it's like my brain can believe that there's some sort of fucked up wolf out there, but my brain can't believe that this fucked up wolf did what you're telling me it did. Yes. <laughs> it, which is so funny. It's like such an interesting thing because there are cryptids that, like, you know, I know aren't real. Like maybe a dog man could somehow be real.
1: Right, or some... Yes, the, there is some mutation that happens within a wolf or a feral dog population that creates this oversized...
0: Right, whatever, yeah. What, whatever, yeah. Something, I, yeah, but... then the stories are so crazy. And one thing I wanted to mention, I've, I found so many places saying that Dogman le- legend and lore goes back to like First Nation or Native American legends. But it's, it's very hard to track that information down on the Internet. Like I can find a lot of places that say the legends say this, but it's very hard to track the legends right. down, I have to say, which I would much rather be reading those than the f- really weird, deep, nerdy forums that I got into, Right, like literally like dogmanforums.com or something like that. Yes. I don't remember yeah. what it was, something like that. Uh, yeah, that, that was some, those are some wild. Uh, I am grateful that those corners of the internet still exist, I guess.
1: Yes. Yeah. I mean.
0: And that they're not something far more profane than Dogman websites. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, I guess I'm thankful for that, but that it, it's some weird shit. One of my favorite Dogman man stories uh, comes from uh, another podcast that is, I'm sure most people here, or most people who might find themselves listening to this, would definitely know this show. It's called Monsters Among Us. It's a great show. If you're not familiar with it, it's run and hosted by a guy named uh, Derek Hayes, and it's like a coast-to-coast uh, sort of what call-in style show, right? Like
1: call in, share your experience.
0: Yeah. Which is rad. It's a good show. It's well done, and they get a lot of cool callers. So they had a, had someone on there call in with the Michigan Dogman story. And the moment I heard it, I like was texting you, and I was like, "Yo, you have to fucking listen to this." And I sent you the episode, and was like, "Scroll to this time." And, the, and uh, the episode is is season eight, episode fourteen. And The story begins around thirty-seven minutes into the episode. And shout out to Sarah Hades who runs the Monsters Among Us uh, social media and who gave me that tip because I couldn't I was like literally scrolling through like every episode that had Dog Man in the description and there are a lot of them right, I couldn't yeah. find it and but got back
1: to you so fast she
0: got back to me so fast so thank you for that and check out Monsters Among Us if you never have I'm sure you have but in this story this guy calls in and he's talking about camping backpack, like overnight camping in, backpacking in Manistee National Forest, which is in northwestern lower Michigan, as we've been discussing. That's where most of these sightings occur are in Manistee National Forest. And this guy said it was he and one other person, maybe his roommate or his partner, I can't remember, but they had a dog with them. The do- they had a dog camping with them. They were tent camping, you know, hiking, and hiking to a spot, camping, and then continuing on. And he said one night the dog woke that woke him up because it was, like, really anxious in the tent. It was, like, panting and whining and, like, scratching the side of the tent. He couldn't figure out why, what was making the dog so anxious, and then basically he heard, like, a yell or, like, a scream, but, like, a human thing, human-sounding yell or scream, like, from the woods really close, and it, like, freaked him out, obviously. And that struck a chord with me because you and I have been backpacking in Manistee National Forest, Uh, I don't remember the year because my brain doesn't work so well these days when it comes to remembering things like that, but this was
1: early 20 teens. Yeah. I mean, I
0: think it was like, I I mean, it was at least 10 years ago. It was probably 11, 12 years ago. Yes. Probably. Um, And we were doing two or three nights. Do you remember? Was it just two nights?
1: Three nights? I think it was I think three it was nights. three nights because I yeah. think the third night we showed up at that third spot. Right. And didn't even stay, just hiked out because it was kind of fucked up and dirty.
0: Right. Um, so we, I think this happened on our second, yeah, it happened on our second night then. That's why I was thinking it was two nights. We had been there for a night. We hadn't seen anybody else. There were no cars in the parking lot when we went there. It was like very quiet. Um quiet weekend in this in this area. And our second night there, I was sleeping pretty hard, and you woke me up and you like were kinda a little bit not frantic, but you were like a little bit like, yo, yo, hey, hey. Yeah. Right. It, I
1: mean I was waking you up in the middle of the night out of a deep sleep. Yes. So I remember hearing what sounded like a call and response. And it did not sound like two birds calling back and forth to each other. Um, it did not sound like. I mean, it sounded closer to people than it did to any sort of animal. But it also, it's it, 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 the way I described it to you in the, that night was that it sounded like a language, but. It, it sounded like words but not like a language
0: yeah yeah right like it sounded yes.
1: it sounded like deliberate communication back and forth from one side of our tent fairly close to we were sleeping I remember
0: next kind of a, down on a beach we yeah were kind next of to like, a lake yeah
1: yeah it was uh we were next to a lake and there was like a bank up behind us yes like a hill up behind us and it almost sounded like Close off one side of our tent and then up somewhere on that hill from behind us, like a back and forth to each other, and it and if and it felt like it didn't feel the way that like when birds are are talking back and forth to each other or when like squirrels are where it's like the same kind of chatter, then the same noise and the same noise, then the same noise. Yeah it yeah. felt like the way you and i are conversing where you were just talking for a while and i was being quiet and now i am talking for a while and you are being quiet and the noises that we are making and the sentence construction and the is different each time right um but but but, but also it didn't feel like a particular like language that i that that i knew right um, and and, and, and it, it certainly, I remember feeling as if that I was hearing two distinct entities. It didn't feel like an echo. Sure. I don't think that there was, I don't think that we were in an area that would have created an echo, honestly.
0: No, we would have noticed it before that point. Right. We spent the whole afternoon right. there and we we like swam in that lake, we ate dinner, we were like, you know, fucking around. It, we would have noticed if it, there was an echo. Yes.
1: And so I woke you up and I was like, hey man, I'm hearing this.
0: And then I think it stopped.
1: And then I don't think that we did anymore. And then I think I was like, all right, cool. I'm going to go back to bed. And I
0: did. Yeah, you did. You woke (laughs) me up in the middle of a national forest. It was the middle of the night. It was like three or four in the morning. And you said, I think I'm hearing this terrifying... Thing like we didn't certainly at the time think dog man but we just thought like probably people and if there are people here why are they so close to our tent in the middle of the fucking night
1: i thought people yes and that is exactly what you just said is what i thought
0: yeah like we weren't thinking dog man at all but it'd be even scarier if it were people and and then the fact that they were speaking in something that didn't sound like english it's just a lot of layers of terror
1: right and like hold on i want to I want to nip something in the bud here. It's not that it didn't sound like English, which was scary. It did not sound like a discernible language that I have heard before. It's yeah. Yeah. Yes. It didn't sound yes. like any no. language. Okay. that yeah. I recognized. Thank
0: you. Yes. Yeah. That's fucking frightening. The way I remember it, I woke up, you told me this, we didn't hear it again, but I did like in the moment. And I remember this feeling very just distinctly, but it's, hard to say it's hard to it's it's a feeling that's like hard for me to really put my finger on but I think when you woke me up I was like deep dead asleep I think I was dreaming and I think I was doing that thing where you incorporate a sound that your body's actually hearing while you sleep into a dream and I think like it just happened like the split second that you woke me up I was hearing like a yell in my dream like just like the right just like there's like there's the tiniest kernel of this memory in my brain that I just like can't quite. Yeah. So I think my brain was doing that thing. And so I was like, fuck, like, okay, what, you know, what's going on here? Like, again, thinking probably it's people like, why, why are they so close to our tent? Like we were off a trail, like, but why would they be hiking the fucking trail at 3am? Like just a lot well, of I would, different.
1: And, right. And we were up, I mean, I think we made a fire that night. Yeah, we that were probably carpet. up till we midnight. Were up. We were younger at the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? So we were up kind of partying. Yeah, I think. And no one showed up by the time we went to bed. And there was no reason why anybody would have been there. And there was no one there when we woke up the next morning. There was
0: no one there when we woke so up. So there was nor- no
1: reason why anyone would have been
0: there. And we this we basically did a circle. And at the top, this... this trail that we did we did in a circle for three nights and at the top and the bottom of the circle were parking lots and we parked on the bottom and we were there on our second night and we were halfway across around the circle and there was a parking lot on the top of the park and we passed that the next day pretty early and there were no cars in that so like there was no one there (laughs) but yeah so we didn't hear it I never heard it with you and it stopped what you had heard stopped and then you were next thing I knew you were snoring not snoring, snoring, but like you were like breathing heavy enough that I was like, This yeah, dude I mean, went back to I remember, sleep. It was morning. <laughs> this dude went back to sleep. He woke, he shook me awake out of terror and he was like in just fright. He shook me awake in the middle of the night. And then five minutes later, he's back to sleep. <laughs> and I fucking laid there just listening until like, I could see like the light of dawn and i was like all right i gotta get a little sleep and i i was finally able to fall asleep but i laid there for probably like 90 minutes or two hours until yeah, like I, dawn you,
1: absolutely you if if you laid there till dawn it was absolutely at least two hours
0: yeah it was at least two hours uh and then i finally like I sorry when it was when the light was like blue i was like okay I, it feels safe enough for me to go to sleep but yeah that was like a really scary thing arguably i mean we've been on a handful a decent amount of Trips like this together, and arguably the scariest I have ever felt in the yes, woods. Yeah, in, I in mean, a, it, in a was, situation. it was. It was. Or the most scared, I should say. We
1: have heard animals outside our tent. We have seen animals wander into. We have had a bear wander into a campsite. Right. We and have on had, that
0: on that same trip, the one we're talking about. The first night, there was a porcupine like scurrying around, yeah. and we kept hearing it, and we couldn't see it because it was like so low to the ground. And then we're like, oh, it's a fucking parkman." And then we heard it all night, all right. around the tent, I out, feel like.
1: I've been out backpacking on my own and heard, like, whippoorwills, like, outside of my tent. You know what I mean? Like, I
0: I, I... I, yes.
1: I am aware of what... Not every animal in the world, but, like, I've experienced what animals sound like outside of your tent. And I've also experienced what it sounds like when... Two entities are communicating back and forth through some form of like vocalization, and that it it felt like that one, not not a a deer that happened to be scurrying or a deer that happened to be wandering around in the campsite or whatever. Yeah, it it, it was it was vocalized noise that I was responding to. And
0: Yeah, that's, it's so, it's like still eerie to think about right now. And I didn't even hear it. Like I said, I think like I heard it in my sleep, but like just the idea, again, just the idea of being out in the woods and, and something is that close to you, especially if it's humanoid and or i think, a man. Yeah.
1: And I think it was the back and forth. I think it was the few times back and forth that that made me that made it feel like i need andrew to yeah. hear this if it's gonna keep going and then i don't know why
0: i mean maybe i heard maybe i heard you whisper yeah. yeah or maybe in, in you know i'm saying it but like maybe it was a person and they fucking saw that our camp was there and they turned around i don't know right. but like it's definitely stopped right yeah super strange i i don't i as you said, there wasn't there. It's very, very hard to come up with a logical reason that there would have been other people out there in the middle of the night on this loop. This is like an obscure loop. It's not like anything. It was like small. Right. Uh, Because there are a
1: ton of loops in that forest that are incredibly highly trafficked. Yes. And forced like for us to be on this one that, we were not seeing anybody. Is kind of irregular. For totally that for like we we deliberately sought out this one that was going to be a little bit harder and a little bit more desolate.
0: Yeah, in like a little less scenic. It was like yes. not the most scenic. But yeah, going back to that that call around monsters among us, he described it as. Some sort of yell, scream, like a uh, like sort of thing, which is just a, also a very, very unsettling sound to hear in the woods in the middle of the night. And and you know, may maybe it, the sound that you heard and the sound that that guy heard were similar. Who, who's to say? But they were in very, very uh, close locations geographically. So, right. Well, pretty, pretty interesting.
1: On top of. And this is going to be just a quick side tangent that I won't get too far off of. But like on top of just Dogman, like you go to any of the like spooky paranormal forums and you search Manistee National Forest and you're pulling a lot of very strange activity. Um, A lot of like we stopped at these cabins that we saw off the side of the road and there were two children there you know what i mean like
0: oh i haven't read that yeah that's, that's yeah, yeah yeah paper. like kids living there like feral children
1: not sure not sure because they because they they weren't there a, a, a couple seconds later
0: oh god um oh jesus christ uh
1: um, that's scary yeah it's yeah yeah, yeah. you know but the, so like
0: I didn't come across that one, but I I don't know what it was that
1: you and I were experiencing that night or what that, what that caller experienced or whatever. But like, there is a lot of reporting throughout the years that has come out of that specific part of the state of Michigan. And a lot of it gets categorized as dog, man. So like there might be something to that, but, um,
0: Or maybe some stuff's getting lumped with it that's not related. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: You know, or... You know, so who's to say what it was that you and I were hearing? Or who's to say that there is some sort of animal that does jabber back and forth at each other that, you know, someone is listening to this now and just being like, I know exactly what animal they were hearing and you're going to get an email and it's going to clear this shit up for us. You know, but like, there is so much regardless there is so much coming out of a lot yeah that particular force yeah i'll try and find that story for you yeah
0: i would love to read that i'll I'll post it in the show notes too if you if you find it that is a very good point that you bring up that like there's a lot of different weirdness there i don't want to say activity because like maybe it's just natural activity as you said maybe there it's you know something that some natural occurrence or naturally found creatures out there who knows but it is a weird place I will definitely forever remember that night and you waking me up and then falling the fuck back to sleep and I lay there till dawn. Uh, And rehashing it now in person for the first time in a long time feels pretty wild and feels spooky.
1: Rehashing it now and getting back into the memory of... Because when you and I talked about talking about this, I said to you, like, we're going to have to we're gonna have to go through this because I don't think I actually even remember. And then as soon as I started talking about it, I was like, oh no, I remember where I was hearing these noises come from. I remember what the camp looked like. I remember what it was that scared me so much. I remember why I woke you up. Like eh, all of that is still in there. I, I had convinced myself before starting to talk about this with you that like,
0: you had kind of forgotten it.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, but no, nah, it's 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 in there. It made an impact.
0: Yeah, it was terrifying, man. Absolutely terrifying for you for five minutes. <laughs> it was scary. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm I'm kidding. Uh, yeah. Who knows if this is a Dogman story? Maybe it's not. But we wanted to talk about it on our episode of Dogman, and that was sort of where we had planned to to wrap the episode up was us telling the story, and that was until. Today uh, and today, Vince and I are actually recording this from Lexington, Kentucky. Uh, we're both. We're, Strange Days has a table at uh, a, is a vendor at uh, CryptidCon, Con, which is a, exactly what it sounds like—a cryptid convention that's happening this weekend. So we're set up there, and we met a ton of really cool folks today. Lots of talented creators, artists, writers. You know, uh, all illustrators, podcasters, and then also just like some people who were there just to check out all the vendors who were great, super, super friendly people, a lot of people with a lot of interesting stories, which was cool. Like, that's what we love. That's what Strange Days is about is, is collecting stories. So it was really, really fun to talk to some folks. And we got a couple pretty, pretty wild stories, uh, some folks that I really hope drop me an email because I want to hear more in-depth detail about these stories. And, you know, I was like, damn, like these people, these people have some wild tales.
1: There truly was this reaction from people when you told them what Strange Days was and why you were there and what you had to offer that was just like, oh, you're looking for stories? Here's my story. And and then incredible story would follow. You know what I mean? And so like, I, I also genuinely hope that these people who you told to write you do write you. But like, yeah, just like, Incredible story, kind of after incredible story, just falling out of people's mouths today.
0: Yeah, which w- was awesome. Very, very fun experience. And I thought we had heard some like pretty out-there, wild stories until we heard the one that we are going to add into this episode of The Strange Dispatch. Uh, a gentleman named Scott came up to Strange Days and started chatting us up. Super nice dude. He's carrying a, uh, a fiddle case and he tells us, he opens up by saying that he plays, that he has uh, Sasquatch on his property that like it when he plays the fiddle and that like come out when he plays, right? It's like basically yes. what he insinuated. Like he plays, seren- he serenades them with his fiddle, which is amazing. But
1: yeah, that he elicits a response that they that they don't not
0: not that they come to him but like they Uh, they come you know they let themselves be noticed or let themselves be seen or like make themselves known so that was cool and he started talking about how he had he hand makes his fiddle and he had he showed us this one that was gorgeous it looked awesome it looked like very very excellent craftsmanship and he like plays for a little bit and he also
1: yeah he said oh by the way I play the fiddle I make fiddles and I play the fiddle and then he showed us a fiddle he made and played the hell out of the fiddle. Yes,
0: very well. He, he was played great. It great. Uh and but then he also says, in addition to so he's, I'm like, oh, this Sasquatch, they like live and around your property. And he's like, Yeah, like around my house, they're there. And then he's like, We also have a dog man. And I'm like, Oh, hell yeah. That's wild. Uh, I have not had really a lot of people tell me personal dog man stories like. Yeah, I want to hear it. And his wife's like, oh yeah, he's got a story. And I've got the photos right here that to back his story. And she has like a binder full of printed off photos. And the first one she pulls up is from a trail cam. And it's like a silhouette of some, wa- some creature. And I couldn't say what it was
1: which i would love to say falls right into what we talked about earlier with dog man photos these were these were primo
0: <laughs> i mean dog man they could have been yes <laughs> that is a great way of putting it very well said primo dog man photos that show you maybe nothing maybe everything i don't know what there you're was looking something at there i mean it could have been a tree Honestly, sure. it, it could have been a fucking creature it could have been it Yes, you. They are exactly the type of photos you described. Earlier. Yeah. Uh like okay. Well, that's wild. Like you know, what's going? You know what? What sort of ex- encounters have you guys had with a dog man? And he's like, oh, it killed my dog. <laughs> like, shit, man. What? What happened? And this dude launches into an insane. Dogman tale that makes any of the tales that I found on any of those forums on the internet seem like the most boring version of a dogman story because this guy's story is absolutely insane. He says that they had just gotten a new dog and they told me the type of dog, and I can't remember what it is. They're like service dogs. They're like some sort of shepherd, like a German shepherd type adjacent that are like serve have been. Traditionally, work dogs, service dogs, like in the military. I think in in the UK, like we just got this. We had just gotten this dog, and I, the guy Scott said that he had built the dog He built a dog house for it outside, and they had put it on like a run, like one of those lines that your dog zips back and forth on. He said he was home one afternoon, and his wife was at work. He was inside, and he heard a growl, and he thought it was this new dog he had got. I think they had another dog somewhere on the property. He thought it was one of the dogs growling and like didn't think too much about it. And then it was followed by a second growl and he decided that he better go see what's agitating this dog. So he looks out the window and he says that he sees the dog man like with his dog like in its clutches essentially. And now we didn't ask him, and he didn't say if this was the first time that he had ever seen this dogman on his property, right? I don't think he said that specifically.
1: I do not think that was specific, no.
0: But he certainly made it sound like he has seen it since. So he said that the this dogman like creature has the other dog like in its mitts and like uh, pinning it down. So he said he went and grabbed a nine millimeter carbine I believe was the gun he said yep kicked open his cabin door <laughs> and took a shot at the dog man and he said he hit it in the back and he could see he heard it hit and he saw like some blood he realized that he just got knee-jerk reaction took this shot at the dog man and it was like towards his neighbor's house so he had to reposition himself so he wasn't shooting at his neighbor's house so he repositioned himself and he said he got he made contact with the dogman five more times so six bullets into this dogman so these five went uh, like on the side of its ribs he said the dogman's reaction to that and i'm sorry this is a trigger warning you can probably see where this is going so i'm not going to specify what the trigger warning is for but he said that the dogman's reaction to getting shot for the fifth time was to rip out the throat of the pet dog. And then he said he picked it up and snapped it. Snapped it. These were this guy's words. Brutal. Fucking brutal. And then he said the dog man took off running into the woods. And he made it sound like he took the dead dog with him. And he said he was just like, so. this guy Scott said he was so emotional and just feeling so overwhelmed with emotion and adrenaline. And he took off after this dog man on foot into the fucking woods. And this is during the day. Into the woods, he chases this dog man down into a holler, which like a holler is, you know, like a little valley in the mountains. And he said, "They get into this holler. And I don't remember the exact word he said, It maybe you will, other than boneyard. I just remember boneyard, yes. He said Yes. He, this holler was like a boneyard. He said, bones from every animal and some I didn't even know what is basically what he said.
1: Yeah, I I it like genuinely the way he described it sounded like the hyena boneyard from
0: Exactly. Like like that that is That's 100 percent correct.
1: He did not use those words, but that's what he described.
0: That is the image that was conjured, yeah, for sure. Like a cartoon boneyard, and he said, <laughs> he says <laughs> that the dog man was pissed, basically, that he followed him, and the only <laughs> the only reason that the dog man didn't turn around and fucking murder him was because the sasquatch who likes. <laughs> <laughs> I knew this was going to be the, the difficult part so he he said he found himself in the dog man's like lair that was covered in bones of dead whatever and he said that the dog man could have very easily turned on him and like fucked him up and he believes that the only reason that didn't happen is because his buddy his friend that he serenaded with his fiddle, the Sasquatch, was there to protect him. And he said, dogmen are evil and Sasquatch are protectors. He kept saying that over and over.
1: Specifically, before he started even talking about the dogman, he said the word, Sasquatch are protectors, which I was going to ask further on that before we jumped into the dogman story. But like that was kind of the first thing that he said, which is... Interesting. It's, yeah, super interesting. Of
0: course, it's going to pique our interest. Yeah. So he said that he believes that the way he made it sound is that the only reason that he didn't get fucked up that day and the only reason the dogman hasn't fucked with him since is because Sasquatch. It's
1: because he has formed this bond with these creatures that are on, that are, live on this property with him. Right. Not, not, not with him but yeah that, know, like his pets or whatever no but no my,
0: but like yeah that are around so his wife opens up her binder and starts showing us photos of what she came home to that day thankfully there wasn't a photo of like the dog or anything because that, that wasn't there but she,
1: i s- s- straight up i thought we were getting
0: a photo of a dead dog so did i <laughs> i'm glad that that wasn't the case but what we did get photos of were several photos of a lot of blood in a yard on a sidewalk.
1: A like, lot of blood in a like a, a large quantity of blood in a lot of places.
0: Yeah, like a driveway, a yard, maybe. A lot of blood. This is not only the the first time someone has come to me with a with a specific personal Dogman experience. This is one of the wildest fucking tales I have ever heard from a reader or a listener or any anyone who ever who's ever reached out to the zine. This is absolutely insane, and I, again, always always want to believe the fun, most interesting version of these things. But goddamn, that was a wild story this man told us today, and I can't be sure. <laughs> I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. I can't be sure this man didn't shoot his own dog. (laughs) I
1: can't be sure this man didn't kill that dog.
0: I'm sorry to laugh at it. I don't know how else to react to it because this man, we had such an experience with this man today. It was wild.
1: The thing is, though, is... I felt like that man was not trying to bullshit us. I, no I, I agree a, he wasn't at all. I felt a lot of like genuine energy coming from that man. I felt a lot of like honesty in his words and in his stories. I mean he's he told us I make fiddles and I'm a badass fiddle player and then he pulled out a fiddle that he made again you know he pulled out a fiddle and and,
0: and, and he sh- shredded on it.
1: Yeah shredded yeah. that shit.
0: Yeah. And, and I don't even know how to accurately describe this because I can't use a visual reference, but he didn't hold it like you hold a fiddle. He held it like a cello. Yes. On his knee. Yes. It was wild. Is that how bluegrass fiddle players play? I don't know. I don't think it is.
1: I've never seen that before.
0: Me either. Well, you're right. Yeah, he said he that, that he played the fiddle and he made nice fiddles and he showed us and there it was and then the wife had these pictures and i i don't yeah. i don't know man i don't know what those pictures were of but there was a lot of blood i want to believe this man he had st- some other crazy stories that we will save for another time maybe but yeah that if this man stared a dog man in the eye oh and he said he stared it in the eyes and he said what did he say how did he say it made it feel he said it like made his blood turned cold or something. I can't remember how he described it, but if this man actually stared into the eyes of a fucking dog man and took six shots at it, holy shit. This guy, I mean, he's never not going to be the coolest guy in the room. Well, how would you walk around if you had stared a dog man in the face and and took six shots at it in order to protect yourself and your, your dog? You would feel like a badass.
1: Yeah, I mean, but yeah, I, I, uh, my response was going to be, I don't know that I would have taken the six shots, but until you said and and your dog, and I was like, oh, yeah, I mean, maybe, yeah, maybe I would take six, yeah, I take six shots at the dog man to re- protect the dog. But I mean, yeah, 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 and then I, I, I like him would never not tell every single person I met that story.
0: I mean, you'd have to, you have to. He come, he came to CryptidCon to share his tales, and I am very glad he did because it, it's a really fucking wild story. Not Michigan Dogman, but obviously interesting enough that we had to share it anyway, but yeah. It was don't,
1: incredible. I was it, super excited yeah. that he just freely, like I was super excited he freely gave that to us, and I would love if he would be one of the ones that would like write up in his own words.
0: Totally. I'm hoping that he does. Scott, For if you the, hear this, please. Yeah. Hit, hit us up dude we would love we would love to publish your story in the scene Michigan dog man i don't know what i think it is you know you can speculate about all of this shit all day long as i said earlier there's a part of my brain that wants to somehow make sense of how a dog man could exist but i don't know i don't know what it, i don't know if it's something physical if there's something supernatural is it, is it something on par with a skinwalker? Is it interdimensional like some people think Sasquatch are? Is it like an earthly creature with a scientific explanation? Or is it an emaciated coyote? I don't, you know what I mean? Or a black bear? Is, is the, it? Is it
1: uh, the human brain interpreting the same stimuli that some people are interpreting as Bigfoot as this other thing based on, you know, their particular life experiences. Right. You know, like, like, is it, is it the same shit? Is it the same thing? Or is it all the same?
0: Yeah. Are people experiencing the same thing? Is it different but close, similar, you know?
1: Right. Because it doesn't sound so far off from a lot of other Cryptids that exist. No, it's, not at all. It's bipedal. It's scary. It's right. tall. It's, it's covered kind of, in hair. It's kind of
0: regional in a region that makes sense. Of, yeah. You know, yeah. That, that a creature like that could possibly exist. Yeah. No, you're right. I don't know, man. I looked up, you know, some, uh, I, I Google pictures of black bears with mange because a lot of people suggest that it could be something like that. And those things look fucked up for sure. The black bear with mange looks really, really crazy. And like, if you're driving home at eleven p.m. at night and you see that, you know, it would maybe be hard to really understand or or fully comprehend. Like, oh, that's just a weird black bear stricken with mange. I, I feel like, you know, that that could maybe account for some of these encounters. Does it account for all of them? I, I don't I, I don't know. It's it's hard to say. Cryptozoologist Linda Gottfried has said that she thinks that lack of evidence of Dogman existence could be due to a couple different things. One being that, like, when their bones are found, they're just mistaken for large dogs or something, you know, so it doesn't really raise any particular interest. She also says it's a a consistent phenomenon that occurs all over the world, like, not just the United States or North America. Um, And then she points out that there are sort of like werewolves in nearly every culture. So maybe it is just folklore. And I as I said, I wish I could have tracked down some more lore about dogmans from before colonizers were here and, and experienced having these experiences. I would like to know the experiences of the peoples before that, but I couldn't find any. If you have a if you have a lead on that, send it in to uh strange days zine at gmail.com because I'd love to hear or read more about this topic. Other than just weird rehashings of maybe stories on forums, do you think there was a dog man in that forest when we were camping that night? Man, do you think it's possible that there was a dog man in that forest when we were camping? All right, I'll even give I'll give you one more broader way. Do you think it's possible that there was some sort of phenomenon happening in that forest? while we were there that like maybe could be an intersect with some of these other dogman-like stories.
1: Yes. I think that what I was hearing was too deliberate for it to have just been some 4 a.m. animals. Right. Chattering at 4 a.m., yeah. or whenever it was, 3 a.m. Yeah, it was we, probably like you know. 3.
0: And I think it was too early for... Uh, I I, I think it was too early for any birds. Like I know some birds start before dawn, sure, but sure. I think it was like well and before man, dawn. Yeah, and
1: it was, man, it wasn't birds. Like whatever I heard wasn't birds, man. Fuck. I've been in Michigan woods, especially that part of Michigan woods enough throughout my entire life
0: yeah, I and same. I mean, I've, i yeah, same. But I didn't hear what you heard. But I like, can't think of any time I ever have heard something that sounds like that. It's, I, I don't know. It is. Well, uh, there's a lot of weird shit that happens in the forest. I'm, which I'm, I love. I love how magical and liminal forests can feel. I mean, they can feel. Sincerely, like these otherworldly places or, or worlds of their own within existing within our world that we don't even realize because it's, you know, we're just not attuned to it in the way that others are. But I, I, I don't know. Is there a dog man living in Michigan? I couldn't say. Do I think that some of these encounters that people have are legitimate? Yes. Do I? But I, I think they're legitimate in a couple different ways. I think that they're legitimate and people see something that they think is a dog man and it's a mistaken thing, but they do see a physical thing. And then I do think some of these other ones are like probably legitimate in a supernatural way, which sounds like a weird phrase, but I I, I mean, there's supernatural, paranormal, weird, wild, strange, and unusual shit happening all over this globe in every corner. like. Why wouldn't it be having in a Manistee National Forest in Michigan? It's an it's an old ass forest. It's a, I mean, Michigan has always felt like a pretty magical place when it comes to the natural state of things. And there's probably some some real old shit living in those woods, whether that be physically or interdimensionally, spiritually. There's probably some wild stuff going on there. I can I can believe that for sure.
1: There's certainly there there's there's too many reports about that particular part of Michigan and a lack thereof about other parts of Michigan. Sure. For there to not be some sort of specific energy. <laughs> Whatever you know, whatever that is. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, totally, I totally agree. Uh, present there. Well, I know we had talked about doing it this summer, and we didn't do it. That's on me. But we should go back into the forest, into Manistee National Forest, spend a couple nights there, try to you know seduce some dog men into coming in and sitting down and having a chat with us.
1: We're planning a group trip with all of the listeners of the Strange Day podcast that want to come So if you hear this, tweet at the Strange Days account, say, I'm in. Andrew will get a head count.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. Something like that. I, yeah. Listen, it, it, the more people, the better chances that I'm going to walk away if we have a dogman encounter. So that's fine. Just don't be the last one. <laughs> well, dude, thank you for sitting down and chatting with me about this it felt weird and spooky to rehash that story about our camping trip and i love anything spooky so it's it's fun to think about and who knows what happened out there but i'm glad we finally got to sit down discuss the dog man thank you thanks for doing it
1: yeah man thank you this is fun
0: awesome uh if you haven't read it Vince's article about the dog man can be found in strange days volume four Um, which should be available for order by the time this is up. Uh, Strange Days Volume 8 is also out now, finally. And we're accepting submissions for Strange Days Volume 9. Yeah, 9 currently. So if you have something spooky to send our way, please do. Hit us up at strangedayszine.com. And, uh, oh, Vince, one more thing. Shout out to you. Thanks for coming down to CryptidCon. Thanks to CryptidCon for having us. Uh, it's been great to see so many friends down here and uh, we we feel very fortunate to be included in this group of incredibly cool and talented people. So as always, thank you so, so much for listening to The Strange Dispatch. Check us out at strangedayzine.com. You can find uh, links to the shop and all of our other information on there. Thank you again for checking us out and stay safe, stay, stay, stay strange. Stay strange. Stay strange.